everyone, and welcome to the Galactic Podcast. I am Lauren Romo, and with me, as always, is my cousin and fellow nerd, Andrea Gutierrez. Hello there. Hello there. Black, uh, was it? Bright Suns. Bright, Bright Suns. Suns. We haven't done that one in a while. What's going on, Andrew? Uh, you know, nothing really. Uh, just staring at this uh, Lego Vader head that I should build. But it is my son's, so I guess I'll (laughs) I'll leave it for him. But I want to build it. (laughs) Maybe he can do it in like the two minutes that it probably will take him. And then you'll... He will. That's the thing. (laughs) He still has his R2 to build. Oh, does he? Yeah. Yeah. He is so good at building. It is. It's awesome, though. I love it. It was so funny on uh, Christmas Day. Uh they opened gifts here and then they had to go to their dad's. So I was like, Oh, okay, go downstairs and get ready. And, uh, he comes walking upstairs like 45 minutes later and he still like, hasn't showered or got ready. And I was like, dude, what are you doing? And he's like, um, I was like, were you building Legos? (laughs) He was like, yeah, I was. And I was like, all right, I'll, I'll give you a pass. That's cool. That's cool. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) All right, guys, if this is your first time listening to us, welcome. We are Star Wars Podcast to discuss anything and everything within that galaxy far, far away. In each episode, we will dive into one or two topics and have a general discussion on them. Topics could be movies, TV series, books, comics, a specific character, you name it. And we talk about it. All right, kids. Boba Fett, episode two. Who was the doozy? This was the one I think everybody, I think, universally loved. In the community, it was deep and rich with a lot of themes that maybe we'll we'll probably touch on. Let's just go over our thoughts first, Ange. I mean, wow, this was a nice kind of, you know, second episode to the first. Like, it just was perfectly done. It was perfectly shot. I thought it was so well constructed. It was, uh, so the title of it is a tribe, uh, the tribes of Tatooine. It was directed by Steph Green, written by Mr. John Favreau, and obviously executive produced as well by Robert Rodriguez. So, wow. Uh, let's just talk overall thoughts for so, Ange. What'd you think? What'd you th- what was, what was the moments that stood out with you? What you got? Uh, it was everything I like Star Wars to be, which is creatures, nostalgia, uh, cameos, all that stuff. I know that's not like what makes Star Wars for me, but it's what makes me in the moment have a lot of fun with Star Wars. So the first half where we're in like current events, <laughs> just oh man, when those huts came around the corner, that was like the coolest. That thing. was great. That, that was, was really great. Great. And, um, you know, just like you said, it paired or followed up the first episode so well because you left the first episode really wanting more and not understanding what this is doing. And then it put you right back into it. Uh, And then the flashback, the back half of the episode, like you said, was just like so rich. It was like almost uh, theatrical. It, It just told an amazing story. Uh, great action sequences, beautifully shot. It was, um, God, the costume work is so great. Oh, the, the costumes the are so is good. So good. So good. The score is great. Oh, God. Oh, God. It was so good. <laughs> it was good. It was good. 
I mean, it was good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was um, I was pleased with it. You know, I liked the first episode too, but I like how this one just kind of um built up like where we're going and understanding Boba Fett during the time he was gone, and also understanding the Tuscans. Uh, we can get into that later as well. That was just outstanding to see. Um, it's funny. One of the one of my employees, his his parents are um indigenous like they are they are native americans and therefore so is he when he was came into work and he was like do you watch uh episode two and i was like yeah and i was like what'd you think and he goes he goes it was really cool that they like represented indigenous people without representing indigenous people he was so like so good he goes it was oh. he goes it was so awesome so it was you know, we always say representation matters. And when you see someone like yourself on the screen or a culture like yours on the screen, um, it means a lot to people. So in real life, I got to, you know, interact with someone that it really touched them. It was it was great. Again, without saying it, it was so well done. Yeah. In that aspect with the Tuscans. And we yeah, we'll we'll definitely talk about them later on. But for me, overall thoughts, I just, it was some of the best Star Wars I think we've had in a while, as far as visually, as far as just a, a story, contained story in just this 50 plus minute episode. It was so good. I mean, like you said, that hut, the hut's coming around the corner. Dude, I didn't. Like, you and I have talked about this on the show. Like, could they show up? Yeah. We're in Tatooine, right? right? I mean, it's... Right. Are it's, the huts still in play? What are they right. doing? And What's going here on? they come. Was and we awesome. talk, right. We talked about that last week. And not just one. We got two of them. It was so cool. Like, you're just like... And they looked good. It was, you know, the CGI was was done very, very well. That thing they were carrying them on and how it like bowed, like it was so perfect. And those guys like staggering in the middle of it, while trying to hold it up. I mean, I, that's what I love about Star Wars. You know what you're looking at isn't real, but it's so real. You know, it feels real, it, man. It feels it, so real. They yeah, are so great at using practical CGI and all those types of effects to just make you believe that what you're looking at is right there. It's. It was amazing. And then again, we get that huge cameo. If you're a comic book fan, this was your moment, man. This was the, I think, cameo that you have been probably waiting for. And that was Black Croissantin, the Dude. freaking Wookiee. A Wookiee bounty hunter, kids. You kidding I me with that? was most geeked about that, honestly, because... To anyone else, it just looked like, oh, like a mean Wookiee. Okay. Right. Or someone exactly. calls him like evil Chewbacca. Like, come on. <laughs> and I was like, no, man, that's black chrysanthemum. That's black K. He's like a thing. BK, was, man. Like, that's BK. He is a thing. Yeah. And I was like, he has so much history. Oh, where is he from? The comic books. And that's what's so cool. He is a comic book character that came to life. So I was so geeked about seeing him and he looked awesome. He looked amazing. Like it was just, he looked mean. He looked menacing, like just like he does in the comics. And then, you know, if you're a comic book fan, there's history between him and Boba, which then obviously if you read comics, he's in Afria. 
So like, yo, does she show up? So now, now you got the wheels turning with all these cameo thoughts now. Cause it's like, she's in play. Cause she rolled with him. He, she's definitely could be maybe in the, in the shadow somewhere. And we just haven't seen her yet. Like that would be an amazing cameo for, uh, Dr. Afra to show up. That would be so amazing. Like so amazing. But you put this Wookiee bounty hunter and it was just like, okay, that's, that's amazing. Like it's, it just looked cool. And like you're saying, even if you didn't know who he was, you were kind of like, oh, dude, this is a Wookiee and he's bad. That's not a good combination because we know Chewbacca who's a good guy and like how powerful he is. Add like evil with like guns and spiked shoulder pads. You're 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 in a whole heap of trouble with him. You got to so wonder how great. how much he's going to be in play during the show. Like, is he just going to be like uh, the Hutt's muscle? um is he gonna like do like a standoff with boba like or is that just one little shot that we see him is is that it is is that all we get of him um so that's gonna be interesting to see if he comes back or if he has a a bigger part in this series do you think he'll come back what are your thoughts i don't know i think i don't know I have I don't know. Yeah, I'm my mind is so blank when it comes to this show because I just this isn't like like I said this isn't like a Star Wars we're used to seeing. So I don't have theories on force users and, you know, factions of war showing up and stuff like that. It's completely different. So if he does, I think it would be really great. I mean, really really great because he is like a savage fighter you know, and can really do some damage. I mean, he beat up Chewbacca, so um, it would be cool to at least have a good action sequence with him later, but I don't need, like, I don't I don't need him, like, as a main right. character. Yeah. Right. I, I think he'll show up again, personally, because I don't think you show that and then not bring him back for something. Like you're saying, whether it is just, like, the muscle of those two huts, you're still going to show them like, and then let's even, I'll take this even into Kenobi series because in the comics, in the 2015 Vader comic run, he sent BK and um, Boba on missions. Boba was sent to look into who blew up the Death Star, which is Luke Skywalker. Right. And then he sent BK on a mission which led him to a confrontation with Obi-Wan Kenobi. So like, yeah, and yeah, that he went would, to a large homestead. And right. Obi-Wan so was like, no, no, you can and go BK, away. I think was about to, or was fighting, uh, Lars. So uncle yeah. Owen. Yeah. So like, and that was, if you're looking at the timeline, I believe if I'm correct. That event only took place maybe a year prior to what we're going to be in in obi-wan kenobi series so like could he show up again heck yeah man he could he could he could show up in obi-wan he's a good character to have around i mean heck yes an evil wookie come on he's he's good to look at too i mean he's got (laughs) that like just cool look about him yeah he does i mean yeah exactly so again that was awesome to have that cameo and you're saying the huts the huts were amazing the back half 
of the episode again when we go through the flashback. Some great Star Wars, just deep mythology, deep symbolism stuff going on with Boba Fett, with the Tuscans, with the the Pike Syndicate, like everything. I mean, we had an amazing train heist, train, you know, sequence in Star Wars again. Like it was awesome. Like it's a it's it felt so western. But Star Wars, just like in Solo, like how that train heist was like a Western feel, just had the same feel to it. It was awesome. It was so cool. And then again, Tuscan's like learning how to ride a speeder. Didn't know I needed it, but I did. And it was awesome. Like Boba training them to ride a speeder. That was so cool. And then again, for Boba at the end of the episode to go on that kind of vision quest and build his own gaffy stick and become part of the Tuscan, you know, crew. That was so just symbolism and just, you know, a lot of stuff going on for Boba in those moments, which we'll probably talk about a little bit. But I just, yeah, this is a great episode, right? I mean, it was just so well done and so well constructed. Again, you got to give, I give huge credit to Steph Green, the director. She did an amazing job. And folks, let's 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 take a let's take a pause real quick and just look at the content that we have gotten. And a lot of it, a lot of it that everybody has enjoyed has come from female directors. Deborah Chow. Absolutely. Bryce Dallas Howard and now Steph Green. And we're getting Deborah Chow to do a whole Obi-Wan Kenobi series. And then the Acolytes is being um, held uh, helmed by a female director. It again, it's good stuff. This is good stuff, and it's good to get more like we t- like you touched on, Ange, representation in different ways on screen, and then even behind this behind the screen, directing more representation that way. So we're it's just it was just a great episode overall. Overall, any kind of final final thoughts on uh, initial watch or anything? Uh, no, uh, you know, just seeing, you know, the huts, uh, BK, the Pikes, um, all of, all of that coming into this show, um, just showing where they're pulling from all different, um, mediums and, and timelines and stuff like that. That was like awesome to see just absolutely phenomenal. So it made me really excited for where this show is going. Yeah, I think again a lot of potential now. I think now I think the second episode really did kind of set up to like, okay, maybe we have a better idea of where we're going with the story a little bit, right? So, so let's jump into I think Boba's kind of Boba's story flashback. Before we, I want to ask you up top though, obviously we're getting flashbacks. We got in episode one. We're getting in episode two. How are you liking kind of them splitting like present day into these flashbacks? Are you okay with it? Do you want to spend more time in the present? Are you okay with what they're doing and how they're handling that? Uh, So that is weird that you say that because I was thinking on my rewatch how I would have liked it a little bit more like intertwined, like a little bit of current, a little bit of flashback, a little bit of current, a little bit of flashback um, instead of like one half and one half or at least um when we got towards the end of the episode came back into the current i don't know but i'm i mean that's difficult to do um but it did seem very separate so 
I like the flashbacks. Um, I think they're necessary. I don't think, I think once we get maybe past another episode and we kind of see him more um, interacting with the tribe as a family and in his new gear and um, all that stuff, I don't know how necessary it's going to be to have more flashbacks after that, you know, because I feel like that story is going to be told. So um, I liked in the first episode how it was like back and forth. Um, right, right. I like that a lot better. But I mean, I, it's got to be difficult to figure out how you're going to do that if the stories don't line up perfectly. So, no, that's a good point. I, I, I enjoy it, and like you're saying, I, 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 I would like it to be maybe like you're saying a little bit of this, a little bit of that, like kind of go back and forth a little bit more. But as long as you're kind of setting up to where we know we're going to have flashbacks, so obviously when we see a picture. Of him in the Bacta tank, we kind of like, okay, this is going to be a flashback. That's, I'm okay with it, whatever. Like you're saying, it is probably difficult to like want to tell his, his backstory, but then also you're trying to tell current story at the same time. So I'm okay with it. Like you're saying, it, they're doing it, I think, the best way that they can. And I'm enjoying the flashbacks. I think the, especially the, the flashback stuff, I think, has been super interesting because. You know, we're learning a lot about Boba himself. And, like, obviously we know and a lot of people know him as a, you know, menacing bounty hunter, you know, through through Empire Strikes Back, through Return of the Jedi, right? And then we find in episode one this broken bounty hunter, you know, uh, pulled out from the Tusken Raiders. And his whole kind of perspective changes, you know? Like, obviously in the flashback, he is being trained by the warrior female uh, Tuscan, who she's she's a total badass. Love it. Every action action sequence she was in was just perfect. Yes, literally perfect. On yes. the train, everything was perfect. It was just beautiful to watch. It like that shot of her running the speeder into the train and jumping. So good. So good. <laughs> so, so good. good. Like, that was just, that was amazing. That was amazing. But like, again, like you can just see where, you know, Boba is starting to realize, you know, like the, what he was maybe in the past isn't who he should be moving forward. Like that whole, this whole journey that he's going through with the, within, you know, being part of this tribe, it's really cool to see. And you can see like him, wanting to be a part of it not like just being there and like trying to survive like he's surviving with them you know he wanted to go get you know he went to tashi station right we gotta we go back to tashi station in this episode and we see the cameo if there, there's a deleted scene in a new hope where luke if you guys all seen it luke is in tashi station he has uh biggs and then two other two other people his friends those are the same actor, actor and actress that were in Tashi Station. So that was again kind of cool little cameo, cool callback. But he goes to Tashi Station. He beats up those raiders that uh, took over the moisture farmers spot in Episode One, and he beats them up. That's, I mean, that was that was pure Boba Fett menacing bounty hunter stuff. It was a great shot. And then he takes all the speeders. And then obviously he goes back to show them how to ride them because he knows the train. He that their goal is to take out that train 
and to, you know, have the Tuscans, you know, not be targets for these pikes driving down the in the sand. So great sequence of them being trained and him showing them what to do. And then the train itself, when that scene came up, it was awesome. It was just so well done, so well shot. And again, you're seeing Boba being Boba, but also kind of tamed a little bit because he's doing it for the Tuscans, right? Like he's helping them. It's not just like, this isn't like a bounty, right? This is He's not getting paid for this. He's doing it because he cares about these people, this tribe. Don't you find that a little disconnected, though, from what we know of Boba Fett? Like, all of a sudden, just coming out of the Sarlacc pit, he, you know, is grabbed by this this group of people, and then all of a sudden, he wants to help them. It seems a little disconnected. Like, there wasn't a good sell on why he wants to help these people all of a sudden. Why he's, like, this um, new turned-around... person that you know cares about others that that's the only thing that i find like kind of strange and then you get into the current time and he's still kind of like this selfish i run this place i killed this person this this place is mine now so the two feel disconnected um so it is kind of strange so i i guess it will be good to stay with the tuscans for a little bit longer um and get to that mo- you think we'll get to that moment where he sees mando with his armor see I, this is where i'm thinking with it so and i, and I want to touch on what you said because i think a lot of people feel that way right like what's he been like why is he so different this is this is how i how i see it personally he obviously was in that starlight pit for who knows how long right could have been hours could have been days. We don't know, right? He gets out of it. He's a broken dude, right? He's His armor's taken. He's literally burning in the sun. And this group of people kind of save his life in a way, right? And I don't think he understands them until he has to save that child, that child Tuscan, right? And I think that was the moment and then the moment after that where the chief like hands him the water where he was like okay i can i can earn respect in a different way and i think he started maybe seeing the tribe as as different than just these you know quote unquote tuscan raiders who are just you know are mean or jerks like we talked about last week like i think it just i think in again i think we'll get a little more explanation because I think what what the ending of the episode of him being clothed by them and making that gaffy stick, man, that's just a lot of symbolism for me. Like just it's a a a rebirth of Boba Fett, really, like coming out of that vision quest and breaking that branch because he was being suffocated by, you know, his past, his father, the you know, the armor that he wore, that's all gone, right? Stripped away. And now this is the new Boba. This is this is who he is now. So I think what, in my personal opinion, I think what's going to happen is, I, I mean, I hope not, but I think something will happen with the Tuscans as far as maybe the Pikes come up and, you know, come back with a full force and 
maybe they they take out the tribe or something like that and like maybe that's when like boba says okay i have to put the armor back on and i need to come back and rule in a way that is you know uh respectful but also powerful you know and 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 then him i can't wait to see that moment and maybe maybe we will get to the to the mando moment eventually in this in this um in the episodes i don't know if it's gonna be next week but there will be a moment where i think he realizes like okay i have to go get my armor right because right now i think he's okay with not wearing the armor right like he seems perfectly fine and like he's cool with being with these tuscans so like for me, something had to have changed, and I think we'll see that, to where he he needs to go or he wants to go find the armor and get it back. And then that's, again, maybe that journey of him trying to locate his armor is when he runs into Fennec, obviously, in the season one of Mando. He saves her because, again, being with the Tuscans, I think he's learned to save people right and i think that's what maybe his ultimate goal of being in charge of Tatooine is not just ruling but ruling and protecting those who need to be protected that's just that's just what i think i know what what do you think of all that do i have a question do you think boba was present when they fought the crate dragon i don't know if he was present but i think he was he he was aware of it because I think he was following once maybe he, obviously, Fennec got shot. He obviously maybe talked to Fennec and Fennec told him who who was hunting her or what happened. And she mentioned, like, a Mando. So then maybe he goes looking for that person. And then obviously he hears through the grapevine that, yeah, this guy in this place is wearing some Mando armor. And that's, um, what's his face from Mando season two? Uh, the, the sheriff Cobb, guy, Cobb, Cobb Vance. Yeah, thank Cobb you, Vance. Cobb Vance. So maybe that's when he starts following them, and that's when maybe I don't know if he's present, but he's definitely aware of what's going on for sure. Because we see that shot in that episode of man of him watching Mando drive in Tatooine with his armor. So he's aware. That's just my personal opinion. What do you think? Do you think he was there? Do you think? I do. I think he um, possibly was there in the background um, and maybe got inspired by seeing Mando and Cobb fight together and see them in their armor and that's why he wanted it back. I don't know. That's pretty far-fetched. But... No, that's not a bad idea, though. I mean, that's not... I don't think that's too far-fetched. Like, um, he, he might have got inspired for sure. Right. I mean, because if he wanted his armor back, he could have killed Cobb Vance very easily. Come on, you know. Yeah, yeah. He but he could've, didn't but... want it back. Obviously, and again, that's where I think we will see. Like, there's a reason why he wants the armor back. What is that reason? I think that's like where we see him in Mando season two. Like, I think he's just tracking his armor and maybe waiting for a good moment to to ask for it back or something like that. But then maybe Mando got there before he did, and then the whole like crate dragon tuscan raider stuff happened and maybe now that you bring it up maybe how how mando how din was interacting with the tuscans maybe that obviously like clicked with him like man he's he's very similar to what how i am or how i was when i was with the tuscans or whatever like so maybe he did have respect and that's why he instead of like going after mando and like 
trying to steal the armor. He kind of went to him right in that episode in season two was like, you know, I just, I want it back. I don't want to fight you for it. Like he, he wasn't really looking for a fight. He said that, like, I just want what's mine. So like, to me, that just shows that again, he has changed. And I think we'll get more, more of his, more of that. I think later on in this, in this season, for sure. For sure. Do you think, like, are you okay with the journey that he's going on so far, as far as being different? Cause I know you said that's a little bit like, it's a little bit not jarring, but it doesn't feel, it feels a little bit off. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm cool with it because I mean, people don't stay the same way all the time, you know, like people change and they find different things to be passionate about and, and you know, and then, and then change and go after something else. So, uh, I'm not like, no, he always has to be a badass or he always has to be a bounty hunter. I'm cool with him like going through a, like a human journey because I mean, in reality, that's what he is. So, and that's what Star exactly. Wars is about. So, right. um, yeah, I'm cool. I'm cool with it. I just, it just seems like, was there a point, like, are we going to even see that point where it kind of pushed him to, um, I'm no longer, you know, part of this group of, um, wanderers who, um, support each other. Now I want to be a crime lord. Right. So it's right. like, how right. do we get there? I think, well, yeah, and I think that's where we're obviously this, where we're going with at least that part of the part of the show, right? Like those flashbacks, I think are going to lead us to that moment for sure. Will we get there in the next episode or two? Who knows? Maybe that will be a season finale type thing and that will lead into season two. A lot of possibilities, kids, a lot of possibilities with this show. But yeah, I'm, I'm digging his journey. I think it's such a, a more personal journey. And again, like we talked about earlier, like him saying this is, you know, the Tuscan Raiders land to the Pikes, like you need to pay them for it. Like, I loved all that. Like you're saying your, your coworker like felt represented by all that. That's good stuff, man. That's great stuff. And again, the vision quest, the lizard going into his nose, <laughs> that was kind of a very Clone Wars, uh, thing, but the worms right back in, uh, back in the day. So, like, it was just good stuff. I mean, it was just good stuff. And then, like, him on that vision quest and, like, the shots they showed of, like, him watching the ship go and then, like, his the image in the helmet of young Boba turns into, like, him. Him in, like, the, uh, you could tell, like, the Return of the Jedi kind of armor looking and, like, him just breaking away from the branches. It was just all good stuff, man. It was so good. And then the ending of him dancing and everything like that again Tamara Morrison is from New Zealand so there's probably a lot of symbolism there for like his upbringing and all that in New Zealand and the the dancing like that's just that's good stuff like it's just really really good Star Wars what did you think of all that stuff though Ange like I mean it's just a journey right especially that those last like 10 10 15 minutes or so you know yeah it it was so subtle um the way that w they were doing it but yet so um obvious the message that they were trying to get across and it, i mean it, it you know it was great too is like after the show ended and you get on twitter or you get on social media and that other people were just having these moments about those last 10 minutes like realizing that 
this story took another path and and wanted to represent a certain group of people and that they found it moving it was just awesome so you know i i loved it i mean i it wasn't what i was expecting like at all like not at all but you know it was i don't it, I, I think George would have been proud George Lucas. Oh, I mean, heck he's such yes, a, like, he uh, you know, you find yes. your family um, wherever, um, you know, you're connected and all that stuff. So having that message behind it as well, too, was really great. So it felt just like a feel good moment. Um, I, again, I'm just really interested of where we go from here. Like, and how do we get back to crime Lord Boba Fett? Yeah. But, it's going to be interesting. I think there's, again, a lot of possibilities, a lot of ways they can go. But I think, let, and let's talk about the Tusken Raiders, because what they're doing in, Man, like what they did in Mandalorian, now in Boba Fett, are really changing the ideas of who we thought the Tusken Raiders were and just really kind of breaking that and making them such an important part of the Tatooine culture that I don't think we realized before. And that's super awesome. You know, and them just, again, how they're accepting Boba Fett into their tribe and how he has to earn his way. Like when he's training with that female warrior, like, and, you know, she's trying to teach him how to fight with a gaffy stick. And like, he's not like comprehending what she's trying to say. And she's like, hits him. And he's like, I'm doing what you're telling me to do. And then that great moment of like when he kind of gets it and he disarms her, but then she like rolls, catches it and, you know, flips him on the sand. That was so awesome. But then the show of respect of helping him back up, like that was great. And then again, him showing how how to ride a speeder to a group of Tusken Raiders. That's so good. And then them, their first reaction was to like start dismantling them when he brought them. And then the, him like saying, whoa, 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 no, 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 do we need these to do something? And like, again, him having to teach him in a way that they would understand, but it's just so good. Like, that's just, I love what they're doing with the Tusken Raiders and how cool and just how different they are from what we knew back in A New Hope, you know, and just the, how deep and rich their, their culture, their society, how, how the tribes work or specifically this tribe. And again, how they kind of look different, like, because in A New Hope, they were more like tan colored, like robes. And now that's kind of dark and different, a uh, little bit more kind of just, just a different feel. And that's cool. I love what they're doing. And I love, I just, I just love what they're doing with the Tuscan Raiders. What about you? What are your thoughts on what they're doing with them? You know, it's funny because in the first episode, they were jerks, right? And we even, like, said that. Yeah. And, we're, and right. we're, I was like, I thought they were supposed to be, like, cool. You know, that's what we learned in Mando, that they were just misunderstood. And here they are being jerks again. But um, it it's just a way to show that um, they're very protective and have gone through a lot of um, trials and tribulations throughout that entire time of um, being in the Dune Sea and all that stuff. So... It was great how they just didn't flow them right back into being like this group of people that is welcoming and misunderstood. They they still gave them that abrasiveness at the beginning and then allowed, um, you know, Boba Fett to break that shell. And it, that that is what I really like. So 
I mean, they're not jerks, just like everybody else. Not everybody's a jerk. They just have, <laughs> they just have a shell to crack, right. you know, right. that, that they use to, um, to protect themselves. So, uh, they, you know, again, the costume work, the way that they look is outstanding. You know, the black robes, the red coloring within um, their headdresses and all that stuff is just absolutely um, phenomenal. You know, it feel it just seems so authentic, you know, and um, it's just it. And then when you see like the art at the end during the credits and then oh, see yeah. how it gets translated live is just amazing. Just so yes. amazing. Yes. yes. So, yeah, I, I am glad that they brought the Tuscans back and gave them some more representation and, um, you know, have really put a lot of thought into um, what their culture is and how they look and all that stuff. It's just really great. So, um, you know, before we just thought they were jerks that um, kidnapped Anakin's mom and so much things. more. I still say that I still say that it was Palpatine that was behind all that. But that's just me. <laughs> uh, that's a whole. That's actually a whole topic we can actually talk about at a at a different yeah. episode. But I think it's cool that even the that chief told Boba. I think it was in this episode that like, or maybe even last episode that yeah, there are tribes that are that are yeah. jerks. Yeah. Not all of us are. Yeah. So that's again, just to your point, like there are there are jerks, but there's there just because that particular tribe's a jerk doesn't mean they're all jerks. So like seeing the difference, right, in those two in like certain tribes, like you're saying, from Attack of the Clones to now, it's cool to see. And I wonder, I I do wonder if we'll get them. If we'll see one without a mask on, do you do you want that, or do you, are you okay with just leaving them kind of like that part of it, like a mystery? Like, what do they look under all that? You know, I was really shocked when the Pikes took their mask off and what the Pikes looked like. Like, yeah. I wasn't expecting that either. That was cool. They almost they almost looked aquatic. It was really weird. Um, so no, I don't need their masks to come off because. I think a little bit of the own unknown is like what's good about their character. Um, but I was really surprised what the pikes looked like underneath. And I was like, are those all pikes or are those like, cause I was just thinking like the mask was a rep representation kind of almost like the Nihil, right? There's yes. all different types yes. of species, but they all like, you know, wear the same. Yeah. Right. So, um, no, I don't think we need to get, into that and see them un unclothed. Yeah, no, I, I and I, I'm with you. I don't need it. It'd just be interesting if they do go that route, but I, I hope not. Because like you're saying, I kind of like the mystery of like, what do they look? What do they look like under there? Very similar to like Yoda. Where does he come from? What's his species? Like some stuff, I'm cool with keeping it a, a mystery for sure. But I'm glad you brought up the Pikes because that was cool, man. Again, the Pikes showing up, Syndicate. We know that there's going to be repercussions. So what do you, th I mean, again, episode, next next episode, do we see that repercussion? Do we see, like, the, the, the reaction to what happened? Do they start paying the Tuscans? Do you think they'll actually listen to Boba? Like, what do you think, what, what do you think the story goes, if you had to guess? I I don't know. I 
I think that's part of why he wants to be the daimyo in most Espa. Is it most Espa? Yes. Yeah, because yeah. I was yeah the other ones yes. most Pelgos. Yes. Um, is to be able to enforce those types of things in and to help tattooing as a whole. Um, it, it's interesting where they were like, if you're going to, if you want to kill them, you have to get permission when they were talking about the huts, when him and Fennec were talking about the huts, who do they have to get permission from other huts or another syndicate or what, who do you need per- permission from to kill a hut? So will we get to, um, more pikes, crimson dawn, black sun, all that stuff. Um, will we go to Nalhata? It's all crazy. So um, I think we're going to get way deeper into the the different syndicates of the crime world, which is cool. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. I think th- I think when we go to present day, that will be more syndicate. I wonder if we if we go flashbacks, if we get more of the other Tuscan tribes, right? And maybe there's a tussle between the tribes he the tribe he's with against another tribe that's like like the chief said is more of killers. That would be kind of cool because I feel like a lot of like these two first episodes have been like the titles have been really cool because it's like you know stranger in a strange land. He was definitely a stranger in a strange land in the current in the current time, and then and even in the flashbacks. Same thing with in the. Uh, this episode of you know tribes of Tatooine, the tribes of the you know of the current timeline of you know the huts and all that, and then flashbacks is you know the different tribes of you know the Tuscans and then what they're dealing with with the syndicates at that time. Like they they gel. I think the titles gel so well when you look at when they do split them up. When you go you know look at current timeline flashback stuff. I like that. So I'm hoping we do get obviously answers to the questions. Like you're saying, like who do you have to talk to, to kill a hut? Like who authorizes that? And then, and then the Tuscans, like when you go to flashbacks, what's going to happen to them? Are they going to be attacked now because of what they did by other Tuscan tribes? Are the Pikes going to attack them now? Like what's the deal? So I I really can't wait for, you know, that moment. Actually, we kind of did see it, but the moment in Mando 2 when Boba does put the armor on, like he's in his Tuscan robes, right? The black robes. So it's like he's putting the, his, his time, his time together, right? Like his past with the armor and his father, but then he's meshing it with, the time that he had with the Tuscan. So it's kind of, again, very symbolic when you think of when he does get the armor, that he wears it under his Tuscan robes. Like, it's just, again, a lot of symbolism in this. And I just, I love it that they're going deep that way with Boba Fett in this show, for sure. Like, I just, I love it. Love it, love it, love it so much. And final thoughts, anything you want to bring up before we wrap it up? Where did he get um, a piece of wood. I've never seen a tree on Tatooine in my life. Again, and I, there was a tree in the vision. I get it, but where did he really get it? Where, where, where was it? Again, I think it's one of those. 
think of it. A lot of people have brought this up. And I, I really like this. Again, talk about symbolism. I like how it's the rite of passage for a Tuscan is very similar to the rite of passage of a Jedi getting a Kyber crystal. You have to go on this this vision, this journey, find the one that specifically is to you, and like bring it back. Like that's how I and a lot of other people see it, and I like I like that viewpoint of it. Like that it's it's a rite of passage, and it's there. There is a tree somewhere, right? It is there. There there's a tree somewhere, but the only way to find it is to go on this freaking spice lizard. You know the lizard quest, the lizard quest, and then you find it. Like <laughs> that's so cool. Again, even to pick that, that the Tuscans have a a a thing very similar to like the Force. Like they follow this lizard is something that connects them to a higher thing, right? To 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 be given the guidance to this tree, right? Is this lizard? Like they believe this lizard does that to them. Like that's so like again, that's so like again, Jedi trying to find a Kyber crystal. Like it's so cool that, you know, maybe this is the Tuscans kind of viewpoint of the force, right? Is this this lizard that they that does that to them? I just I just love all that. I love all that. That's a good question though. Where I mean, we do obviously don't see a tree, but again, the chief did mention that there Tatooine used to have a bunch of oceans. So like somewhere maybe there's some water and like this tree is just there and that's where you get it. Like it's just, it's awesome. I love it. I love all the symbolism. Anything else that you got? Yeah. I mean, it was just, you know, people always say, oh, I love Star Wars when it's whatever, but I love Star Wars when it's weird. So that yes, you know, the, yes. the droid train conductor and him jumping out and like running off like a spider, like it was just weird. And, um, some of the people in the crowd um, when uh, Boba Fett and Fennec were walking through Tatooine like that bikinied wearing like... <laughs> yeah, that picture's going around Twitter creature. a lot. <laughs> I mean, it was just so good. Um, and I just, you know, that stuff is fun uh, to see. So I like that it's 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 got such a like strong undertone of what's going on, but it's fun as well, too. So... Um, it's not just about like um blasters and shooting. It's just it's all different types of Star Wars coming together. So, yeah, th- just a really cool episode, hands down, of just experiencing strange things. So I loved it. Yeah, it's Star Wars is so much more than the pew 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 and the laser swords, man. It it is, and you and I have talked about that. Like it's when you look at it in a theme type of mindset that I think you and I tried to do there, it's deep, man. It, it's, it's super deep, but then you do have these moments of like, of, of comedy. Like when that Tuscan went on the speeder for the first time and it went backwards, that was hilarious. And then, you know, Boba saying, ride it like a Bantha like that. That's comedy in star Wars. That works. It's funny. Because it feels like it just feels authentic. Like it just it was amazing. Like those moments are are really good when they're done right, and they they do they have done it very well in this show so far. I think I think I'm a, I'm excited. Like you like you've been saying, I'm excited to see where this goes because we really don't know, right? Like, I mean, we had Black Croissant and show up. Who else is going to show up, man? Like that that's a right. huge cameo. 
Dude. Like what other what other body hunters are out there that are just gonna show up? You know what else was cool? I totally forgot. When they dropped that guy into the Rancor pit, it was so yes. cool because yes. like the shot of them like looking over like through the caged floor was just like what it looked like in Return yep. of the Jedi. Yeah. That that was so cool. I love that too. So I mean, it was just like one great hit after another in that episode. And then even the whole like the the scene with him at the mayor, like that was some good dialogue. The um he looked great, the mayor, the I heard that I, was Robert Rodriguez's voice. Yes, that was yeah. his voice. Yeah. That mm-hmm. uh is it the I I can't pronounce that species. Ithinian or I can't I remember. Know. Yeah. But yeah, that was voiced by Robert Rodriguez. That was cool. And then again, like there's just did he? I mean, that's a big question, I think, heading into the next, you know, episodes or the rest of this season is who did send those um those assassins? Was the it the night mayor? Wind. Right. Who sent the night one? Was it the mayor? Because the mayor kind of was like, nah, it wasn't me. Could have been the huts, like another syndicate. Again, those are again, there's so many like threads that, that we we talked about last episode, like the threads that they have started. And there's more as we keep going. It's just it's just good stuff. This is good Star Wars, man. I'll I'll say this too to maybe wrap it up. Like I know, you know, pandemic and everything going on, movies. You know, obviously a lot of people aren't going. I'm totally okay if we don't get a Star Wars movie for a minute. I I'm okay if they keep producing these live action shows that we have coming down the pipe. And they keep knocking it out of the park. I'm okay with where we're at with Star Wars as far as maybe getting a movie once every three years, four years. I, what do you think about that? Like, I think they're these live action shows are doing what they're supposed to do. Keep they us, are, but keep I want I want movies too. Oh no, know? I agree too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and I'm and not as spread out as you're saying. Like, because when you think about like, yeah, we watched um, WandaVision, we watched Loki. That was all like super great and awesome. But what really like fueled me to stay in the Marvel Universe was watching Black Widow and watching Spider-Man, you know, and getting excited for um, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Like those are events, right? These are like in be- shows are like in-betweeners. Movies need to be like big, huge events. So that's kind of like I like that feeling and we haven't had that for a while you know, since the rise of Skywalker. And even then it kind of fell flat. But anyway. <laughs> if you want our full thoughts, kids, we have a whole review on the rise of Skywalker. <laughs> I went off on the rise of Skywalker at work the other day. I was I was complaining about her sailing. I was complaining about the way she packed a bag before she talked to Leia. I was bitching about everything. I was like, and then I was like, but I watch the movie all the time. I love it. I think it's good. But, bah. <laughs> Our most downloaded episode, Rise of Skywalker Review. I love it. 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 All right, kids, that's it. That's the show. I hope you enjoyed this as much as we did. So much coming down with this show. I hope you're as excited as we are. So you guys can follow us. If you like this show, go follow us on Twitter at The Galactic Pod. All of our episodes like this one are on Apple Pod, Google Play, Spotify. All the big stuff. Go leave us a rate and review if you'd be so kind. We'd appreciate it. You can follow me, Lauren Romo, at Low Row Nose on Twitter. 
You can follow me, Andrea Gutierrez, at R2D2Step on Twitter. As always, kids, go ahead. What do you got before we wrap up? We have Ask the Gales. We do. We have an Ask the Gale. I'm glad you brought that up. So before we wrap up, there's a question from our good friend, Danny. And let's bring it up right now. I'm glad you remembered because I totally forgot. Our Canadian friend. Our Canadian friend, Simplify Danny. We love her so much. Her question is in in any of these Mandalorian era based shows, Mando, Boba, Ahsoka, will we see Snoke, the Knights of Rend, and or a young Ben Solo? Not necessarily together. It's a great question. I don't I don't know if we'll see Snoke, but I think we'll get hints of him. Maybe later on in like the Mando stuff because I think they've hinted at that right with the with the cloning Ahsoka possibly right because I mean if she's going after Grand Admiral Thrawn and if he is a privy to what's going on with the Emperor maybe maybe we see that I don't think we'll really get any hints of a young Ben or Nice of Ren. May again, maybe in Ahsoka, but I I just don't I just don't see those two being brought up. But Snoke, I feel like could only because we are dealing with the the First Order in this era and them forming, right? So I think we could maybe see them t- like hint at Snoke, possibly. What do you think, Andrea? What do you think? Um. You know, we kind of got a little taste of Snoke, maybe in a tube, which was really cool and made my head spin. So, uh, it's, you know, it's like we're so close to getting there, but we're also like so far away from that, that time, you know, I don't think we see a Ben Solo just because that also would bring in like a, a Han and a Leia. And, you know, I feel like that could be very complicated to sh- to do in a cameo so i don't think ben will show up in any of these type shows or the knights of ren like if you read the comic book uh the the rise of kylo ren um that was all very separated and very deep into like ben solo's later times so i think i hope we get like a mando ahsoka thrawn moff gideon let's move to snoke moment i think i hope that gets there that'd be good that would be good i'd I'd like that a lot i'd like that a lot thanks for the question danny we appreciate it as always so yeah we'll have some more ask the gals uh hopefully next week as well so thanks for listening everybody and as always may that force be with you always always